talk about is the memes from this. And he's been in the office just like, meme, meme. And like laughing to himself like a psycho. And like, I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like, <laughs> and then shows me the meme. And I'm like, didn't you see these 24 hours ago, sir? Like some real boomer energy you have here. I mean, unfortunately he is Gen X, but, um, <coughs> but also strongly a boomer. Gen X energy. Yeah, truly. I saw a thing where it was like the differences between how, uh, like millennials and Gen X text. Mm. And it was basically just being like, when you send an ellipses as a millennial, I read that as you hate me. Mm-hmm. And I personally like, yes, that is how I feel. But I also send the ellipse. What is the ellipse again? Like dot, 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 dot. Okay. <sighs> the greatest tragedy is people who use this so differently from us. Mm-hmm. Like actually what the fuck? It, I know. It, there are people who use it just as like a casual punctuation, but that is, it's a hate crime to send that to somebody. I mean, and and yes, because if, like, receiving an okay dot dot dot... Oh my god! Dead. You hate me, you want to destroy my life, we're not in for a fun time. You slapped me in the face over text. That's what that is. But I know that I do. I send ellipses, like, instead of periods in, like, a paragraph of text, which is unhinged behavior and i i've can, never seen you rec- i've never received one from you i think so that's i've good. tried to do it less because i know that it's insane insane but there's definitely times when it's like i do i'm gonna start sending you dot 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 all the time no no <laughs> just look for it in my texts to you if i i wouldn't have to look for it i'd spot that shit immediately yeah i would clock that just first thing <laughs> first 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 thing Ugh. What are we going to talk about? I don't know. We've been talking. I've been recording for the oh, past two minutes. okay. Well, tell me about your burger. Oh, it was really good. I, you know what the thing is, is I just love like a charred pineapple relish. Ooh, I love a pineapple relish of any kind. A little char on there. So freaking good. Um, I just, I want a chicken burger too, but not a, like a crispy chicken burger. It cuts my gums. I can't have that. <laughs> it does. I have a very sensitive mouth. And, um, so I had a burger with that pineapple relish mm-hmm. and chicken and it was really good. That's and that's that's it. I don't know what man. kind of bun because I feel like I've been on a crusade where like any time I've had a burger recently, I'm like, okay, everything's like okay, but the bun is I either don't... too much or too little. Oh, it was perfect. It completely mm-hmm. fell into the burger. If that yes. makes sense, mm-hmm. it was like soft and like lightly sweet, but like not really. Do you know yes. what I mean? Yeah, and like firm enough, but also just like it got soaked up with all the juices, and so at the end it was like it was just holding on structurally, so that was good. Delicious. Yeah, nice. it was good. Good for you. What's anything good that you've eaten recently? Um, actually, I made myself a very delicious dinner last night. Mm. I I have been doing a thing this week where it's like I'll go to the grocery store and just buy like four things, mm-hmm. just like add to an already basically full fridge of groceries that I have. That's perfect. Which is fun. Um, so I already had some like uh, Beyond Meat ground mm. beef stuff because I'd made like a pasta earlier in the week. Mm. And I was like, you know what? Like, I don't want to make another pasta, but I want... So I was like, I'm going to make, like, gyros. Mm, yum. So I basically put, like, mint and, like, onion and then, like, paprika, cumin, like, spices mm. and stuff with the, like, fake ground beef. And then I formed them into, like, little, like, basically turds, but, like, little logs. Yeah. And then just, like, steered them off. Mm, that sounds really good, And actually. then I had pita and tzatziki and then, like, arugula, cucumber, mm. more mint, tomatoes... 
It's all about the mint this time of year, hey? It's all about the mint. And, like, some quick pickled onions and mm. just, like, made myself, like, little, like, oh, that sounds so wraps. Good. It was so good. Ugh. It was exactly what I wanted. And I was like, wow. Perfect. That's so nice. And the perfect level of, like, I find that sometimes when I make myself... Like, like a dinner, especially after I've like been at work, mm-hmm. I make just like a huge pot of like a one bowl thing. Yeah. And I'm just like so hungry that I just like eat it all in once. Yeah. But this, like I, cause I was like making, like I put all of the stuff on a plate and then had to yeah. build my little sandwiches. Slowed me down. That's perfect. Perfect bite. Lasted for like an entire terrible TV show. And then mm. we're set. That sounds so nice. Ugh, speaking of mint, I made, like, the watermelon mint feta salad. Mm. It's so frigging good. Everyone is obsessed with I don't like watermelon, but I do tolerate that salad. I love that salad. It's mm-hmm. so goddamn good. Also, read the meme that you sent me about, like, the way that women eat is just, oh. like, little <laughs> snacks. Or was that a TikTok? Whatever. I accidentally had a completely orange dinner the other night. <gasps> I always I- have completely orange dinner. <laughs> and like, oh, oopsies. No, I, like, I wasn't hungry. I'd had so yeah. much. They made, like, a pickled pasta salad for lunch at work and so Ooh. I had two bowls of that and then I came home and I wasn't hungry until like nine o'clock where I then ate carrots and bell pepper and hummus and was just like num, 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 num. but then yep. I looked at my plate and I was like I'm gonna be shitting orange tomorrow <laughs> what can we do eh that's fine it was delicious it's better than an all beige dinner I guess it's true that could be bad speaking of things that are beige Tell this me week more. On Pantry Staples, <laughs> the podcast where we dish on your favorite foods. I am Marika. And I'm Emily. And I'm going to talk to you about wheat today. Wheat. But actually, I'm going to talk to you about wheat, wheat that is unwell. Unwell wheat. Sick wheat. <laughs> it's all about the sick wheats. Sick. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, no, I'm going to talk about ergot. Oh, yes. Lovely. Yeah. Because it is a fungus. It is a fungus. It fits. I love this. Tell so me everything. So on theme. Not at all. Just talking about other shit. Oh, you're the worst. <laughs> no, Marie is actually the best today. Like the asshole that I am. I sent her a text last night at like very late in the evening. I was like, you have to bring me treats tomorrow before this happens. And then she biked with treats and then asked me very politely if I could get coffees. <laughs> And then I didn't. <laughs> it's life, hey? That's fine. It's I, not. I overestimated how long it was going to take me. Also, where's your bike? Out front. Oh. It's probably fine. You should have just brought it in here, you goof. No, that's a nightmare. Uh, okay. There's this man that I keep... Sorry, I, we will get to the pantry <laughs> tables of this all. But there's this man that I keep running into in the fucking elevator. And he, he comes from level three just to go down to the main or the basement. He smells. And Ugh. he brings his entire bike in there and then, like, pins me in. No. I'm just like, I hate this so much, sir. Just wait for the next one, please. Anytime I have to go in the elevator with my bike, it's like... I, I hate it. It's horrible. It's yeah. the worst. It's the worst. No bueno. No. It's oh. a no from me, dog. Um, ergot. Ergot? Ergot, I think. Ergot. I don't know. Uh. Um, it is a group of fungus under the claviceps genus. Claviceps, hey? Yes. Um, mm. It's very uh, fun they, and bad. <laughs> do they develop along your clavicles? I don't know why. Like, Yeah, I feel like I... Did I look into the etymology of this? I don't think so. I did like half of this research like two weeks ago mm. and then the rest like earlier this week. So incredible. I might be like, hmm, I don't remember any of this. Or Perfect. when did I type this? It's a fun little surprise for everybody. It's going to be fun. Um, so, well, I don't know. Let's start with like, do you... What do you know about ergot? 
I feel like um, we briefly discussed... Was ergot poisoning mentioned in the Baja Grain Massacre? Oh, probably. I think a little bit, but mm-hmm. all I really know is it's something that can affect grain and that it could like, very much make you sick, if not die. Is that correct? It is. Okay. Um, and that's all I really know. Yes. Okay, perfect. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Um, culturally, when we think of ergot, we are thinking of claviceps purpurea. 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 Purple is actually. Oh, okay. (laughs) Um, Or rye uh, ergot fungus, which causes ergotism. Okay. Which is uh, the disease caused by this fungus. Okay. Which is, yes. I I love it. I love it so much. Um, Okay, before we get into the fun stuff, (laughs) um, let's let's do some science, (laughs) science, science. Ew. So, how does... uh, ergot's life as a fungus like what does it look like what is what is this life cycle um like many fungi ergot begins as a spore ew hence the sporgus borg yeah um this spore attaches itself to the flowering part of a rye grass or similar grain floret okay so it's not just rye though it's any of the it's any grains but the ones that it's most associated with are rye Mm -hmm. um and i think it's specifically not wheat which i have later but oh interesting yes Hmm. which has to do with i guess like the way that it that the rye uh flowers okay so the spore infects the rye floret by destroying the plant's ovary and hacking into its nutrient system which is originally intended to produce seeds misogyny it's absolute. This is a misogynist fungus through <laughs> and through. And actually, we might find at the end of this episode that that is true when we get to some of its um, cultural or influence. Hmm. Um, the ergot fungus develop- first develops into a soft white node, which secretes a sugary liquid called honeydew that is filled with Ew. millions of asexual spores. Ew. I've never said a grosser sentence. Oh, yeah, it's like the visual. And you've definitely seen like honeydew on other plants before. Oh, yeah. Like lavender. Sure. Or like, I don't, I can't even think like there's definitely like lots of plants that have like that kind of like milky like liquid. It's like a little like foam bubble. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it, and it's there to draw in bugs to then like eat it and then disperse whatever has caused this. This is the thing about spores and like molds and funguses in general is like, the idea that I know that this is so stupid and I know that it's just like we're doing the same thing. We're trying to reproduce. We're out there trying to fucking spread our seeds and shit. Yeah. But when mold does it, it's yucky. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um Yes. So honeydew is ingested by insects who further distribute the spores. When they eat the yeah. like the honeydew, it destroys the plant. Is that part of it or no? I don't, like, the plant is not, like, fully destroyed. It just, um, it just doesn't work as well because it's, like, it's, it, the it's plant's sick. reproduction system has been destroyed. As the fungus matures, it hardens into a darker, dry, um, sclerito, no, sclerotium. Sclerotium. Sclerotium, or, which is a, the fruiting body. Ew. <laughs> of this fungus, which once fully mature will drop to the ground and remain dormant until conditions are favorable for it to fruit and eject its sexual spores at the same time that its host grasses are flowering, <laughs> thereby continuing its life cycle. Rape. I, uh, well. 
hundred percent fake uh, fungus rape accusation, or you know what I'm saying? Yes, yes. yes. The joke was half made. Continue. <laughs> Ergot infections can develop as noticeable black protrusions on a plant, or they can be smaller and grayish, which mimic the look of the like rise seeds. Oh, so sometimes you can be you like, can't even tell. Yeah. So there's different like strains of this, and so some of them uh. can be like, aha, infection, or something. You're like, I don't know. It's just a seed. Hmm. Um, ergot fungus is not a chill symbiotic relationship between <laughs> fungus and plant. Sometimes they are. Sometimes no, no. Just I, like... <laughs> thanks for the chill, uh, not chill vibes there, guys. No, no, it's not very cash money. Um, <laughs> not only does it affect the yield and quality of the host plant, because as I said before, it's taken over its, its reproduction. Ill. It's also, um, very bad for animals and humans who consume the infected grains because of ergotism 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 is the name for a series of pathological syndromes related to the ingestion of ergot contaminated grains it is one of the earliest recorded instances of mycotoxicosis aka toxic mold poisoning it's been around forever like all molds and funguses so ancient it's crazy hey i love it Mm -hmm. um ergot sclerodium contain high concentrations of alkaloids um, organic compounds, which have been shown to affect circulation and neurotransmission. That's what I figured, because doesn't it, it has, um, like, it makes it, your movement is affected by it, is it not? It does a couple things. So put a little pin in your brain mm-hmm. for those alkaloids, and then, so this is how it can show up in terms of, like, poisoning. So this okay. is sort of, like, the effects. Um, so there's two types. The first is characterized by muscle spasms mm-hmm. or other forms of paralysis or tremors. Ugh. So victims may appear dazed, unable to speak, become manic, and suffer from hallucinations, which is because of the stimulatory effects the ergot alkaloids have on the central nervous system. So basically, they've, like, taken over your nervous system. Yeah, so then, like, there's the spasms, and it's... I think this is all building onto what we're going to be talking about at the end of this, Mm. but it's, like, muscle spasms aren't necessarily, like what you think of as muscle spasms. Like, it's not, like, necessarily, oh, like, you're, like, jerking all around. Like, it's more just, like, shaky and... Like, uncontrolled as opposed to, yes. like, out of control. I think that that's a very good distinction. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so the second type of ergotism uh, may result in a violent burning sensation, absent mm. peripheral pulses, and shooting pains in the fingers and toes. Which sounds... Oh, my gosh horrible yeah um and this is due to the alkaloids effects on the body's vasoconstriction oh so like it's basically like Like your your veins are buggered yeah and it can lead to gangrene loss of limb and loss of limbs due to severely restricted blood circulation so it's like you just lose the feelings in your fingers and toes that is so scary so it's like imagine like the worst ever like pins and needles in the whole world and then you're arm falls off oh my god so yeah like not a good time no let's talk about the history yeah i mentioned before that ergot has been around for a while fossil records date it all the way back to the mid cretaceous period mm. around a hundred million years ago dinosaurs with just shaky just ass like the t-rexes with their shaking no. alarm so oh, no. no poor poor t-rex poor t-rex <laughs> In terms of the human record, an Assyrian tablet Mm -hmm. from 600 BCE refers to a, quote, noxious pustule in the ear of grain. 
Ew. So, like, they knew exactly what this was. It's, like, honestly, the thing is, so wild. We're just learning about the things that people knew back then, mm-hmm. but they just wrote it down in a different method of communication that we just don't have access to anymore. Totally. Yes. That's the only difference. Everything else already known. <laughs> Absolutely. In uh, 350 BCE, Indian Parsis described, quote, noxious grasses that cause pregnant women to drop the womb and die in childbed. Oh, God. That's horrifying. Misogynist grain. Truly. Um, British author John Grigsby has written that the presence of ergot in the stomachs of Iron Age human remains found in peat bogs in Northeast Europe. So this is like, they're up in like, Denmark, like uncovering that like dude. Yeah. Um, so they he so this guy says that this is indicative of claviceps purpurea, um, that it was used in ritual drinks as part of a prehistoric fertility cult. What? He has also argued that the Anglo-Saxon poem Beowulf is based on a memory of the quote quelling of this fertility cult by followers of Odin. He goes on to say that Beowulf trans like he translates it as barley wolf, and suggests that there's a connection to ergot, which in uh, German is also known as tooth of the wolf. Interesting. So I don't know if I believe him. I don't know if I do either, but it's but a I, fascinating idea. I just love translating like old stuff and being like, no, this whole thing like it's about yeah. people basically going crazy on ergot. I mean, it would make sense. People are so obsessed with like. Like, if you're eating something, it's obviously going to affect you very deeply, and we're going to discuss that. Absolutely. And I think that people love to attribute ergot as, like, the cause to a bunch of things that, like, mysterious historical events. Interesting. Which we will get to. So I'm this, I, there's a part of me where it's like, I think that's very fun, and I love to just think, like, ugh, barley wolf. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I believe it, though. I don't believe it either. But it is Some fun people be reaching, hey? And like, listen, we love, we love a reach. We love an academic, like, "Hmm, how about this? I mean, what else are they doing anymore? Everything's already been thought of. You got to go real weird these days. Go weird. I mean, poisoning resulting, uh, resulted from contaminated rye bread consumption was very, very common in Europe in the Middle Ages. Mm -hmm. Um, in 18, in, no, in 857, we see accounts of a gangrenous plague in Germany, mm. followed by similar outbreaks in France and Scandinavia. May I ask, were those plagues like regionally specific or was it like almost the entire country? Was it like one town in each that was, was it one town in each that was really affected by that or was it quite widespread and it's just because it was centralized like grain production at that point? Um, I think it's like pretty like town to town, mm. but it's like... Like, everyone's going through this problem. Like, it's... Interesting. Yeah, like, it's very... Like, I think what they're saying is it was just so common where it's just like, oh, yeah, like, a bunch of our people have fucking gang- gangrene. Like, ugh. Um, Horrifying. And in, in the same, so, that, so that's like H- Yeah, eight, five, seven. I don't know. Having to say, yeah. like, three word, three letter numbers. In uh, 944, a massive ergotism outbreak led to 40,000 deaths. Oh, my God. In the middle of France. Yeesh. Yeah. England mm-hmm. was very, like, they were pretty much spared from the fungus because their main grain source was wheat, which is ergot resistant. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So it was mostly, like, northern Europe. So, like, anywhere the rye is big. It's, yeah. Um, okay, this is maybe a silly one, but if, so say I eat 
the ergot infected grain mm-hmm. and then you don't can i can't give you that right like, no okay it's exclusively from eating it. from ingesting yeah poison. okay yes yeah it's not like contagious otherwise but mm-hmm. i think this is uh like medieval science too and like understanding of how germs and diseases are transmitted mm-hmm. so it's like okay. in their mind i think it probably like, like they the had no use idea of the term plague is very like kind of it's a strange use of it considering that it's just it's a poisoning it's not a plague it's a poisoning it's a yeah i mean i guess it's like it's more of like an outbreak yeah a, yeah but it's interesting the idea that that's how they viewed it though totally mm-hmm. yeah because to them it was right yeah. like it's if it seems like a plague if but you're all eating the same thing exactly we're in the same household it's not like you're gonna not have it there's nobody being like i'm actually gluten intolerant i can't have this <laughs> right now wait is does rye have gluten in it sure yeah, cut this out it's a green i don't know Anyways, maybe less who knows <laughs> i also think like the rye bread that they're eating is like the like old like really like coarse yeah rye, rye which Ooh. is probably just like it's just like your entire bread is just like kernels of yep. ergot nobody really was just like out there mortaring pestling it down not really they don't no. have time for that who does um apparently according to this you know the wikipedia that mm. i read despite all these outbreaks and obviously the early assyrian and indian writings but no one in fucking germany is reading those no um ergotism was not widely attributed to grain poisoning until uh german physician wendelin Phileas made that connection in 1596 oh wow so that's like people are just like i don't know it's like almost a thousand years yeah it's crazy saint anthony's fire is another name for ergotism oh is it yes it comes from an order of monks called the hospital brothers of saint anthony who began treating uh sufferers of ergotism in uh 1095 okay so it's just like these monks that were just out there being like again all the old gays just getting together and having a nice time, doing good. It's like I recognize that there's a problem here. God bless the monks. Let's find a solution. The only religious order that I stand. Okay. <laughs> JK, JK. Um, their treatments included balms made from tranquilizing and circulation stimulating plants. I thought you meant bombs for a minute. And I was like, they just blow up. up the fields. Um, please continue. No, a a balm a balm i even tried to no i know i I could tell that you did but like it hit my head too late anyways fair enough so they're putting on like things that are going to stimulate circulation um and then they're also feeding people a diet of non-ergot infected grain what an idea (laughs) they're like it's this cream it's incredible you have no idea when actually they're just like i'm on this like you know gluten-free diet it's really killing it (laughs) we're all keto Uh, some 700 hospitals and settlements established by the Order of St. Anthony across Europe could be considered the first specialized medical welfare system Interesting. in the continent. Yeah. Hmm. So these dudes were out there. And I think that that also speaks to how widespread yeah. this was as an issue. No kidding. Wow, that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, complete sidebar. Yeah. <laughs> I read one thing that um, speculated that the original St. Anthony had Raynaud's system syndrome. Because in Christian art depicting him, his fingers are always portrayed like kind of bluish. Ew. Um, and Reynolds is a condition, for those who don't know, is a condition that affects the external parts of the body, specifically fingers and toes, which become numb and cold because blood is being restricted to the smaller arteries. It has also been linked, apparently, to ergotism. Interesting. You know who else has Raynaud's? You. Me! Yeah. We'll never shut up about it. Honestly, you suffer. You suffer more than anyone who's ever suffered. I mean, 
the winter's tough. No, I know. That was genuinely, like, obviously it was overdramatic, but, like, it is very sad that your fingers are always blue. It was very, they're, like, white. Like, so gross. And usually just, like, the one that's been slightly exposed and, like, not mm. as, like, trying to carry groceries in the winter. A nightmare. Forget it. You can't do it. You're physically disabled. I am. It was very nice when we were in Whistler and Blake's sister-in-law, Amanda, who is a nurse, was just like, and I jokingly was like, ugh, I have rhinos. Like, I can't go out in the cold. <laughs> and she was like, no, you can't. She's like, that is very serious. And was like mad Aww. that Blake was like making fun of me. <laughs> That's beautiful. I know. I was like, I am fine. But also. I didn't know Amanda was a nurse. Yeah. She's like the highest of nursing you can get. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Good for her. Shout out to all the nurses. Oh, Jenna. We love you so much. Yeah. Thank God for them because otherwise no one would be like, I, if I don't have at least one nurse in my life at all times to diagnose the myriad of things that I think is wrong with me, yeah, I would waste all my time on the phone with my doctor and he would enjoy it, but he would. <laughs> Shout out to Dr. Sahota. You're a real one. Again, me, I think I have ADHD. He's like, did you know that ADHD symptoms are like just everything? Everyone has like at least 10 of them. And I'm like, can I have the assessment? He's like, sure. I'll email it. Doesn't email it. <laughs> And then we spent the next, like, 15 minutes talking about which Italian restaurant he should take his wife for dinner. What did you decide on? I said he should go to Chipino's. I had such a nice time when we went the other night. That's lovely. Yeah. That's a great choice. He went to Aquafrina and didn't like it. Sad.com. <laughs> okay. We've reached the point. The moment. The pinnacle. Ergot in. Pop-ish culture. Um, so when I mentioned was talking science, 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 mm-hmm. and I told you to remember alkaloid. Yep. Whatever. So... What I've left out earlier until now is that um, there's a high concentration of the alkaloid ergotamine contained within that um, fruiting body or sclerotium. Okay. What is so interesting about this high concentration of a tripeptide-derived cyclolactam ring... Nice. Yes. You might might ask what's so interesting about that thing. Mm -hmm. Well, ergotamine is uh, linked to lysergic acid, Hmm. which is a precursor to synthesizing lysergic acid diethylamide, or LSD. Oh. For this reason, many a college student has tried to get high by growing mold on a slice of old toast. Oh, no. And many scholars have looked at inexplicable moments from history and wondered if hallucinations and hysteria caused by ergotism could be to blame. I feel like I've definitely heard that where people were just like, yeah, everyone went crazy because of that old bread. Yeah, literally. Literally. Which, again, there were a lot of outbreaks, so kind of fair. Yeah, makes sense. You might as well. So let's let's look at two such instances. Number one, the dancing plagues. Yes. Have you heard of yes, them? Yes, love. Love. Obsessed. I... Very sad. Very dark. The sad? name is very cute for a very sad thing. I mean, it's also kind of, like, it is also silly. Like, yeah. And also, and this was another thing that I found out, is that, like, yes, apparently a bunch of people died, but also apparently we have no idea because... Of course. Nobody was writing things down consistently. (laughs) This is why, if there's ever, like, if you're journaling and you think that you're making observations that are insane and silly, (laughs) they're not. People want to know about that shit later. I am about to start a record of how many three-legged dogs I see in the neighborhood (gasps) because I think that one day scholars will want to know how many three-legged dogs there were in the West End. May in the I? 2020s. Yes. May I? As a, may I suggest that you also take note of how many other dogs you see to oh, counter? Yeah, that's a good idea. Um, what is it? Bias. Select, selection bias. Yeah. Okay. 
Oh my god. I also think that'll be interesting because then you'll know how many. Yeah, how many I'm actually seeing. Perry said to me, she's like, well, how are you sure that you're not going to just see like the same, the same dog? And I'm just happening. like, well, I feel like I'm going to see the same dogs in general. So even if, if I guess if I'm recording every dog I see. You're just going to be noticing how many times three-legged dogs. I don't know. Yeah. I think I like this plan for you. I'm also going to take note of how many three-limbed people I see. Because I see so many of them. Maybe someone has only three <laughs> limbs because they lost one due to ergot. Um, ha- so yes, we've heard about the dancing plagues. They sprung up throughout Europe in the Middle Ages. Um, like there's a, there's a series of them. There's lots of them, yeah. Yeah, but the most famous happened in 1518 in Strasbourg, Alsace. Yep. Supposedly, the whole thing started when one woman, Frau Trophia, began fervently <laughs> dancing in the streets one day and then just didn't stop. Mm. At first, people thought she was crazy, but slowly, as the days and finally a week passed, other people uh-huh. began to dance with her. Wait, did she go to bed at any time? No. Oh. No, none of them go to bed. They're just like out in the streets, like dancing. So weird. And it was like very, like truly an infectious outbreak of violent, uncontrollable dancing that lasted for so long, from about July until September of this what? year. That some dancers were said to collapse and even die from strokes or heart attacks. Oh my god. Because of the strangeness of this event, historical accounts are a bit iffy, like I said. It's like, we don't even know. And to this day, we're not sure what caused hundreds of people to uh, dance beyond the point of exhaustion. I mean, I feel like 50% of them were probably just doing it for the bit. Right, but it's like doing it for the bit, but to the point where it's like... Like, if it was like a whole day or even like one week, but like months crazy yeah the most likely cause is mass hysteria because Mm. um but ergot has also been pegged as a suspect this theory has largely been debunked however since as medical historian john waller has written uh quote it is unlikely that those poisoned by ergot could have danced for days at a time nor would so many people have reacted to its psychotropic chemicals in the same way hmm it's also the thing where it's Seems like... Seems like a killjoy, that one. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but it's also the kind of thing where it's like, they weren't like just... It wasn't like... They were truly dancing. Like, they were doing like formations. Oh, like actual, interesting. Like, real dancing. Not just like flailing their arms. Yeah. Up, like, as if you were infected by a... Interesting. Circulation disease. Um, yeah. Hmm. So, it's very fun. That is very fun. But I mean, but then the people could be like, well, maybe mass hysteria was like helped along because yeah. of like hallucinations That's the thanks thing. to ergot. Stuff go hand in hand. I mean, I'm sure someone was unwell. Yeah. It's just statistically speaking, probably very true. <laughs> and based on like the... The rampantness the of tests it. that they've done on like dead people's stomachs <sighs> and it's like, found ergot. some poison <laughs> ergot. <sighs> uh, so something else that ergot has been blamed for is the Salem witch trials. Yeah, that track, the Hondo P. Um, we do not have time to get into the specifics of the witch trials, but from... Weird, I thought that'd be something that we'd be really into today. When I woke up, I thought, huh, witch trials. Witch trials, eh? Mm. Um, my computer has autocorrected this to 1962 to 1963, which is incorrect. It is yeah, it was... 1692 to 1693. I um, love the idea that the 60s <laughs> was like a really rough time out there for I ladies. mean, listen, we could look at like the witch trials of the hippie movement. Mm-hmm. Anyways, that's a whole other thing. Um, but yes, this small, mostly Puritan town of Salem in Massachusetts was gripped with accusations of witchcraft, leading to the deaths of 25 probably innocent people. 
What, you don't think that they were really witches? I mean, I don't know that they were all, like, stand-up citizens. That's fair. And maybe some of them were, like, doing some funky shit. But, yeah, no, I think... We all be doing funky shit. (laughs) It is the deadliest literal witch hunt in American history, and one of the most infamous cases of mass hysteria ever. And some people believe that it was all because of our god. Interesting. Uh, Most of the witchcraft accusations were made by a group of young girls who exhibited strange convulsions, contortions, and epileptic fits, as well as describing hallucinations or burning and prickling sensations, which, as we know, are actual symptoms. Yeah. So they're feeling all this, and they're like, it must be some bitch who cursed me. That's what they're saying, yeah. Interesting. Um... In 1976, Professor Linda, with two N's, uh, uh, she suggested that these symptoms could have been the result of ergot poisoning. Uh, Many scientists and historians have since cast doubt on this claim, but it is still kind of fun. Yes, I've listened to like so many podcasts talking about the witch trials and just like read things. And like really it has to do with like there's like a lot of gender politics. Of there's a lot of like there is class, class mm-hmm. race, mm-hmm. um general like just respectability policies. Bad, bad times. Yeah. yeah, and and totally mass hysteria, like mm-hmm. that kind of thing where because you're such a small like closed community, it's so insular. It's so easy for everyone to get swept up in like I mean, I feel like I'm always one step away from being swept up into the hysteria. <laughs> it's just more fun to live your life that way. <sighs> Something. <laughs> um, okay, finally, some other uses of ergot. Other uses? Yeah. Okay. Ergot has been used by midwives since, like, at least the 1400s, and as far as documentation shows, and probably earlier. To induce labor? To stop bleeding, calm uterine pain, and um, in higher doses, induce labor, or depending on when a pregnant person takes it, uh, abortion. uh, Yeah, or miscarriage. Yeah. Interesting. Yes. Um, How are they, sorry, how are they, uh, like, administering that? Is it just they give them, like, some bad, like, wheat that they know is bad? Or rye, I should say, that's bad? Yeah, so in one thing I read, it was, like, in France, this, like, very serious doctor man talked to this Mm. midwife lady and her daughter, I think, who was helping her, and followed them along to basically test and see if it was, if it worked, and they would take, like, the sclerodium, like, the little actual fungus bits, and dilute it in water, and then give it to the Interesting. Yeah. Did that have long-term effects on them? I mean... I'm Who sure it knows, have. right? Like, yeah. and it's like with all of this stuff, it's really hard to test because obviously, like, abortion was illegal mm-hmm. in like a lot of the places where they're doing it, so that you couldn't do like actual tests. Yeah. Um, and then they also used it to like stop, like, if a person was having trouble, like, with their contractions, and they mm-hmm. would give it to them, um, to like really help everything along. But then that sort of stopped going into practice because the it caused the like uterine uh constrictions to be like really uncontrollable and a lot of the babies were getting crushed yeah oh my god they're like "Mm, maybe not fun holy hell yeah so i think it's maybe more practical if you don't want to have the child the fetus crushed i mean yeah 
Yeah. Oh my god. Um, in the 30s, yeah. <laughs> gut-derived drugs called Molex pills or coat pills were marketed to women who were looking to end their pregnancy. Interesting. Yeah. Not surprisingly, uh, birth control devices and abortifacients uh, were illegal at the time, so they were marketed to women who were quote-unquote delayed. That's funny. I know. Are you delayed and you need to get your period? Yeah. Get Please back enjoy. on track. That's really funny actually i know the recommended dosage was seven grains of ergotin a day which seems crazy holy heck um and like obviously the ftc found out and decided that they were unsafe and maybe they were on account of like (laughs) seven grains of this like infectious mold um it's not great but like they're also doing that with safe and well-studied modern abortion pills so yeah but crazy that that was like (laughs) Like, less than 100 years ago, people That's were just, like, taking crazy. some ergot to undelay themselves. Undelay themselves. In 2007, there was a British study with over 1,100 Parkinson's patients, mm. and it looked at two ergot-derived drugs, uh, pergolide and cabergoline, which were commonly used to treat Parkinson's. The study found that the drugs may increase the risk of leaky heart valves by up okay. to 700%. Leaky heart valves and crushed babies. You've said some horrifying things I've said some horrifying things. And it's like, and then in like the rest of this, like at the end of the Wikipedia article on like modern uses of ergot, Mm -hmm. it's like, it's in so many drugs. Like ergotamine, the little alkaloid part Mm -hmm. that is maybe LSD, but except totally not. Interesting. Check your uh, labels. I mean, I guess it makes sense. Like it's. It's something that does something. Like For you sure. gotta use it. It has a serious effect on our like yeah neuro neurons. No mm. circulatory system yeah. at least. Yeah. Cool. Evil. Again, it seems like again we've reached the point where this is a misogynist fungus. Yeah. It truly super sucks. <laughs> Ugh. Rude. Uh. Yeah. That's that's the end of my fun fun notes today your fungus notes yeah fun um, guy well thank you very much for sharing all that that You're is welcome. devastating i know i just feel like it's like i always knew the like maybe it caused yeah like witch it's trials and people were crazy on ergot it's like no and like we're also using it that's wild and have for hundreds of years millions like the centuries the board of uses is mm-hmm. actually so wild yeah well i'm gonna be thinking about that for a while today <laughs> you're welcome yeah. Okay, we gotta wrap this up. I gotta take a shit. Okay. Well, okay. thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, Rate, review, subscribe. Tell your friends. Tell your foes. Follow us on Instagram at Pantry Staples Pod, and uh, we'll talk to you in a couple weeks. Okay. Bye. Bye. I've been holding this bad boy all. Oh.